Hang on, mate. You all right? Hello, Jack. You all right? Good, mate. Are you? Yes, thank you, mate. Yeah, appreciate you taking your time out to do this uh, in interview. Not a problem. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, mate. Loud and clear. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, fine. Brilliant stuff, brilliant. So, um, obviously, we're here to, today to talk about your Mansfield career as well as your football and uh, coaching career. Um, so, so it basically all started off at uh, Woodhouse Colts, then, essentially, for you, then? Yeah, it started when I was about six or seven, and my brother, both of my brothers used to play for Woodhouse Colts, so I used to go and watch them when I was younger. So, And then, yeah, I just gradually got into football and then started playing for Woodhouse Colts. Is that when uh, Mansfield came uh, to Scarty then, Jack, then? Is that when it came? Uh, no, I didn't actually join Mansfield till I was I was 16 because I actually got a scholarship at Notts County. All right. But I was I was there for about a week and hated it. So, so yeah, I left and came back home. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that I hated about it? Was it just the didn't get played much or just what was it? Um, no, it was basically because... I had to move to Nottingham and I'd only just left school and I probably weren't ready to move away from home and, you know, still a bit immature, but mm. yeah, I'm glad in the end it worked out for me, obviously coming back to Mansfield. Yeah, so it was like an early point in your career as well. So perhaps it was like one of them moves where, you know, obviously being at such a young age, perhaps, would you think that was a fair assessment? Yeah, I'd probably say so. Like I say, you forget how young being 16 is you've still got loads to learn and you're probably still still a bit of a mummy's boy at that age and yeah. you probably don't really want to leave home <laughs> yeah I see what you mean so uh, obviously when you came to Mansfield um obviously if you played through the youth side how was that then like you know obviously because I know you played you was captain a few times how, how was that then playing through Mansfield yeah I, I loved it to be honest it started with Mark Lincoln and Mark Hemming Gray and I enjoyed it playing under them. But then when Adam Murray and Richard Cooper came yeah. came to take over, that's when I really felt like I was getting somewhere in my football career because obviously there's no better to, no better person to learn from than the first team captain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so obviously sorry. Just just saying, especially because he played in my position too. So he he obviously was a big help to me. Yeah, um, I know you've said so before in like previous interviews in the past um, when you were playing for us that, you know, it was such a massive influence on your career. So, you know, was, was that like just someone like you say experience, someone that knows a club, it must have been massively beneficial to you as well? Yeah, it was. And I'd even say just by watching him train, so not even him just coaching me, but, you know, like getting, because they were training on the pitch next to us, there were times you'd just... Just stand and watch him and it, it trained like every training session was going to be his last one so mm. you might get others who like walk around in training but Ad, adam was always on it always making sure standards were high and yeah it, it was a massive learning curve for me mm. so yeah just to uh, briefly talking about adam murray they as you mentioned you just obviously you learn a lot from him as a player and obviously as a person as well so what what kind of manager was he like to be playing under them Jack? Um, he was, it was really good as in, you could have a laugh with him, but you also knew when, when he wasn't happy with things. So I think he had, he had a really good balance because he knew when to come in and have a laugh and a joke with you, but he also knew when to be serious. And I think as a player, you need that. I don't think you can be, 100% like strict all the time. You need to be, have an environment where you can let your hair down and enjoy yourself a little bit too. Yeah, just like have a bit of banter in between, but at the same time, like you say, just be obviously professional at the same time. So like you say, just have that mixture of both really. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, I don't think you can go into training or go to a game knowing you can't have a laugh and a joke or you can't do this because you might get told off. It has to be we we you go in and you look forward to it. You go in to have a laugh with your mates, and well, yeah, they are your mates because you're with them all the time. Yeah. So uh, obviously you made your debut, I believe, at 17, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, how was that yeah. for you? 
Jack coming on. At, uh, I think it was the game against uh, what was it Rochdale three 0 I think it was. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I actually touched a ball, to be honest. I came on in the 90th minute, but it was just, you know, going from watching and when I was younger, having a season ticket, having a season ticket with my mates, and then all of a sudden you're making your debut from it. It's a weird feeling. So did you did you know that you were going to be uh, played like in the second half, or was it kind of like a brief conversation where Adam just said, right, you're coming on, essentially? <laughs> Well, it was under Paul Cox, actually. Oh, sorry, Paul Cox, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or if I remember, I think it was the first season when they weren't in any trouble of relegation, but they couldn't quite make it into the playoffs. So he play. actually said in the last, yeah, he said in the last month or two, me and it was Liam Marsden at the time, he said, due to there's a good chance you'll make your debuts. Mm. And then... Yeah, the Rochdale game, I, I was on the bench and he brought me on for about two or three minutes. Mm. So uh, how was uh, how did you find Paul Cox as a manager as well? Yeah, really good. Really good. Especially, because I think he's got this reputation where people think all he wants to do is lump it forward. But mm. I didn't really see it like that. Every, every training session, what we had, there was a lot of possession drills and... But it... He also wanted a fit team who was hard to break down. And yeah, he didn't want us to be a team what was wide open, conceding four or five goals a game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were very physical teams, weren't they? I think, you know, Paul Cox's was especially, you know, even obviously back in the conference and it just like continuing into the league, really. So so he was another manager that obviously he played um, under again on, um, I think it was at Barrow, I believe. Um, yeah, it was. It yeah, was so, so he was another influential figure as well in your career? Yeah, he was. I'd say every manager what I've had has been influential, whether it's through a good way or a bad way, but mm. you still learn from every single one. Yeah, like different techniques and just different methods and what have you like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I find it hard to imagine that every manager's the same because they're not, are they? You're going to get yeah. managers who have, who have different ways of coaching, different ways of talking to the players. So, yeah. yeah, I think you can learn from every manager, but not only the good points. I think there's things where you look at and you think, if I ever go into coaching or if I'm a manager, I wouldn't do that myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, when it was your first full season under Adam Murray, when he took over as a full-time boss, I mean, that first season, I mean, you know, I think in that same season, you got the uh, Chad Sport Player of the Year, I believe it was. And, uh, you know, just watching from the sidelines, and I think a lot of Mansfield fans will agree watching this, um, is, you know, you had such a great breakthrough season. Uh, was, that, was, that, was that what it was like for you as well? Yeah, it was. It's... In football, confidence is a massive thing. And Adam and Rich Cooper, they just basically gave me that freedom to go and enjoy myself. And I did. I was going into every game just thinking I was going to play well. And as a footballer, when you're in that point, it, it's just you look forward to every single game because you feel like you're playing with confidence. And when you're confident, that's, that's when you play your best. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I mean a lot of players say that, and it, and it is really true. Um, so, you know, what would you say? Would you highlight at Mansfield? Like, what what game really stood out for you out of everything? Um, I'd say there's a few. To be honest, probably there's the Rochdale game. Obviously, making your debut was a massive point in your career. Mm. Um, obviously, my first goal against Portsmouth is a goal I'll never forget. Yeah, and. A big one, and I think you fans will probably agree, was the Notts County one five 0 at home. Oh, that was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was just going to bring that up later on, actually, but now seeing yeah. as you brought that up, yeah. I mean, another time in that same season, you know, when we beat them at, at their place two 0 and I can remember that night because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Liam Noble that did that interview, basically saying, you know, it was going to be an easy game, and then obviously we just completely outplayed them. Like it was such a such an amazing night though. Well, to be honest, Adam Murray used his interview for our team talk. He, he put him up, up on the wall, basically the quotes, what he was saying before the game. And yeah, they obviously worked because we went into that game really wanting to win. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, what was it like to be uh, playing a part of just uh, against Notts County, both home and away? Yeah, brilliant. Obvi to be fair, I'd probably say I, I enjoyed the away game more 
mm. just because the fans that night, from what I remember, they were unbelievable. I'm sure we had three, four thousand there. I can remember after the game just walking, walking, clapping them, and it just felt like the walk were miles because there were that many fans. Yeah, I mean, I say I think at one point as well there was even chanting your name. You know, Jack Thomas is one of our own. Like, I mean, that must have meant a lot to you as well. Yeah, it did. Obviously, you you're beating your local rivals. Fans are singing your name. It's yeah. what you dream of when you're younger. Yeah, I mean, that must have been, because obviously he played in a lot of big atmospheres. He's obviously a player, I mean, Fratton Park being another one. I mean, that must have been, you know, something similar to that as well. Yeah, that was unbelievable, especially when their fans get behind them. It's it's deafening. But I, to be honest, I was never lucky enough to play every game I was on the bench. <laughs> but to be fair, the dugout seats were nice and comfy, so that made it a bit better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I was going to ask you, well, like what your best goal was, but I think you said earlier on it was the Portsmouth go- uh, Portsmouth game at home. Um, and if I remember mis- uh, rightly, you got that in the top corner. It was such a great goal that was. Yeah, I'd say that's my best goal, but I enjoyed the Oxford goal too when I came off the bench and I think we drew 1-1 in the end. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, that was um, yeah. a great game. Because um, we hadn't played yeah. particularly well that day and then obviously you came... No, we didn't. But to be fair, though, I think we were flying at the time. And them results, when you go away from home, nicking one ones, two twos, mm. come end of the season, big points. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're perhaps unlucky, to be fair, because uh, obviously with Anna Murray at the time, because obviously, you know, perhaps if he had been given a bigger budget, then perhaps we could have, you know, gone even further, to be fair. I don't know if you agree on that one or... No, I definitely agree with that. But if I remember rightly, I think... Was we unlucky with injuries too? I think we picked injuries up at, at bad times, especially there were times that season we were flying. We were, mm. Teams couldn't live with us, but then we'd get the odd injury to key players and mm. obviously the squad wasn't the biggest, so injuries did hurt us at the time. Yeah, but I suppose uh, the other same thing I seem to remember is obviously when you like you say we had the injuries, I mean, it also gave you a chance as well to like, you know, stick a claim for it. So there is that side to it as well. Yeah, it's it's one of them because you don't want your teammates to get injured, but you also have to use that opportunity because when they're back, you don't want it. You don't want to make it easy for the manager to say, "Well, you haven't performed. He's coming back into the team." So it's down to you to take that opportunity, really. Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, with um, Adam Murray, obviously, um, obviously leaving the job. I mean, that must have. Uh, how, how did you react to that when you found out that uh, Adam Murray? Yeah, I would go to be honest. That hurt me a lot because I, I wasn't expecting it. I don't know if you fans were because I, I know we were in a bad run at the time. But like mm. I said, we were getting red cards, we were getting injuries. So I, probably harsh looking back, but mm. personally, it did hurt me because it, it done a lot for me in my in my career. Yeah, like as a obviously coaching you and just looking at someone. Yeah, um, it, I, I mean to be honest, the season previous obviously kept us kept us in the league, and I don't think he did a bad job considering obviously the budget he had. I, think, I don't think he did a bad job to be perhaps. But yeah, I mean it was when it got announced that he, he was sacked in the end. It was a bit of a shock to everyone, I think, because I know he wasn't in the best of forms, but like you know every team goes through that, and you know I kind of thought he might have had more time to be fair. Yeah, no, I thought the same, to be honest. I, I wasn't expecting it at all. I can remember, I'm sure, was it a Monday Monday afternoon or Monday evening when he went? And uh, I was... Evening, I think? Yeah, and I was just sat on my Xbox playing FIFA and I'm scrolling <laughs> through Twitter and it says Adam Murray has been relieved of his duties. It was like, what? Like, nobody expected it in the team or anything. So there was never like any disputes in the in the changing room, no like falling outs. It was just business as usual, essentially. Even when we was on that bad run, then yeah, no falling out, nothing like that. I think from what I believe, all the players were still behind him. It had nothing to do with him losing the changing rooms. It was just like you say, teams. It does happen. Teams go through bad bad runs. It's just how you deal with it. Yeah, um, and uh, I guess that's football. I mean, football being a uh, results-based business. I mean, you're looking at recently. I mean, Paul Tisdale and Keith Curl, even though they did, you know, they wasn't in the job for long. That's it. Just a couple of defeats, and that's it. You're right, essentially. So that's what I mean. You don't get enough time. I don't think in football. No, 
that's how the game's going, isn't it? Two or three bad results, and all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> it, your job's on the line. It's it's crazy, really, but it can sometimes go the right way or the wrong way. So you see it a lot where managers go and then teams start picking up. It's weird, weird yeah. how it works. Very much so. But then again, I think to be fair to, to Adam, you know, he's doing quite well at Barnsley. Um, he's because uh, of the youth coach there. So he's like I say, it's good to see him still involved in the game as well. Yeah, it is. And that doesn't surprise me because his coaching, like, unbelievable. The, the attention to detail, what he has, going through videos and looking at the opponents, it, it was really good. And I wouldn't be shocked if he did get back into management like in some time. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, obviously, he's experienced a lot in such a young career, so there's every chance he can still learn from them uh, times at Mansfield as well as other clubs that he's managed. So... Yeah, I mean, there's no, I don't think um, you can rule that out, like you say. No, no, I wouldn't be shocked. I've seen, I seen it on Twitter, was it last week or the week before? He linked to the Port Vale job. But yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he does get back into management soon. But it's obviously doing really well at, at a championship club. So it might, might not be in any rush to get back into management. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, uh, very shortly after Adam Murray uh, left, uh, Steve Evans come to the club. Uh, obviously, a lot of there's been a lot of said about Steve Evans of how he can be, you know, very passionate, um, as well as another things to describe him. But how, how was he with, with you then, Steve Evans? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <A bit> I, <awkward. laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm not... We'll never be best mates. I'm not his biggest fan, but it's he's got a good CV, hasn't he? He gets promotion mm. where he goes and the way he manages, it, it must work because he's got promoted with teams and mm. he's had a good career in management. So was it one of them then? Was it? Did you have any like offers to go out on loan or permanently? You know, when you was with the club, then did you? Was it every one of them? He just sat you down and just said, "Look, you're not really part of the plans." Was that kind of how it went essentially? Well, to be honest, I were playing reserve games, playing really well, playing me right back for some reason. But mm. yeah, and then I can remember one day he pulled me in training. He said you could be a really good League Two right back. So I thought, right, okay, if it means playing, I'll play. But, yeah. and then a week or two later, I think it was a team photo on a Sunday. And I got a text Saturday evening and just said, uh, don't come in tomorrow, come into training Monday. Mm. And that was it. So I'd been left out the team photo. So I, I went in, I said to him, I'm obviously not in your plans. So what's going to happen? Yeah. And then he, he said, you can go out on loan. And then from what? From what I know, he's just turning offers down for some reason. Mm. And that, but in the end, I went to, to Boston because Adam Murray had gone there. Yeah. Um, he then recalled me for oh, what's the cup called when they play like premiership teams and championship teams? Oh, they're 21s. Uh, check a trade, but then again, it changes every season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was. So he recalled me for that. I think we played Notts County away, actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, I came on for a half an hour. I did really well. Mm. And then I think we had an, another Czech trade cup, cup game against, I can't remember, was it Everton? It and might I, and a few years. Yeah, <laughs> and I either didn't come on or I came on for 10 minutes. So I was like, you've recalled me not to play me. Which just, mm. I don't know. I, I just personally felt like he was doing it just to like hinder my career a bit. That might have not been... That might have not been his plan, but that's how I felt at the time because I thought, if I'm not playing, why recall me back for no reason? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I was just looking at last night, funny enough, I was looking at, you know, when he did go out on loan to uh, Boston at the time and I remember him saying, Steve Evans in the interview, was saying obviously how, obviously the fans at the time, you know, obviously he was obviously highly rated um, and, you know, he was saying he was going to send scouts there to watch you and he reassured us fans that basically you'd still have a big part to play. So it, it essentially lied to everyone, like yourself as well as fans, really. It was a bit of a strange one, even to this day. I can't understand why you just not tell you, say, right, well, you're not in my plans, essentially, because it at least then he's been honest with you. But for him not to tell you anything, yeah. it's odd. No, you're right. And as a player, I'd rather a manager say to me, I don't want you to go and find another club because yeah. when it's hard when you're going into training and you know 
like you're going on a Monday and you think I'm here all week and whatever I do, whatever I'm the best trainer all week, I'm not going to be involved on the Saturday. So it's just a bit deflating. You could, you go into training and you think, what am I here for? You, you want to go there thinking if I train well, I'm going to play on Saturday. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I know obviously for every team, uh, it's obviously difficult for any player to get in any side, but, you know, it, so you essentially it just kind of proves you are then, which is essentially. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't know if that were his plan intentionally, but that's how it felt at the time, because like I say, doing stuff like recalling me back from my loan when mm-hmm. I was flying at the time, I, I was getting my confidence back, feeling the play what I'd been the season before. And then he just recalls me just to play reserve games. It's like, why? <laughs> yeah, that as well is like you say, you've been a midfielder, obviously started out as a midfielder, and then you're being asked to play in a different position that you've not used to playing. So I don't know how any manager could expect any player to play in a different mm. position when they've not been used to it because it, it's just, yeah, it doesn't work, you know. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I think it was just because we had that many players at the time. Yeah, it was either play right back or. <laughs> Or you don't even play for the reserves. So it, for me, if it meant playing, I'd play anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't think anyone would uh, disagree with that, uh, to be fair. I mean, he did, you know, it's one of them. He, I mean, to be fair, we did, you know, before he left us, he did leave us in a good position. But even then, even to this day, I think it was kind of shady how he went about it because he said he was going to China and then he ends up at Peterborough. So, you know, he's, yeah. he, he just essentially lied to a lot of people. And again, I'm, I'm not knocking his CV. Obviously, he's got nine promotions, and it, you know, but it's just, I don't know, he's just a bit unprofessional, to be fair. It could have been handled better, the situation. No, I agree. And to be honest, I, I don't think it was fair how how he treated the chairman and Carolyn because they, he basically got anything he wanted off them. If he wanted a player, they signed him. So yeah, I think the fans loved him. They had that song for him, didn't they? So just to walk out and just, I, th- I don't know. I don't, in football, you know, managers are going to move on, but I think there's a way of going about it. And yeah, I, I personally don't agree with the way he left the club. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, same way a lot of fans are the same. I mean, myself included, because he obviously came in promising we're going to get promoted. And, you know, that's the reason why, obviously, the Radmus went out and got him. And he obviously you won't find a better, you know, better owners at this level, to be fair. Um, and as I say, they gave him a lot of money to spend and just for him to go halfway through his season. You know, you'd have thought it did at least stayed until the end of the season and then perhaps gone. No, I agree. But that probably just sums the person up if I'm going to be honest like I know some people couldn't do that because the way he got trapped trapped by people at the club like people loved him the chairman loved him the fans loved him yeah so if if that was me I couldn't do it but he obviously could (laughs) yeah I mean it's what you find in football um I mean I mean to be fair it's kind of I want to say karma because he hasn't really done a lot like he hasn't had a promotion since so you know he hasn't really done anything since that so perhaps that's his, his karma really <laughs> I think it was a strange one though because from what I remember the, the team were flying and mm. I really believed if he stayed till end of the season we probably would have gone up automatically not just through the playoffs yeah that's what I mean it was a strange time in a bit I mean usually when managers leave it's usually when they've had either a better offer or somewhere else higher up or you know because you're been poor and I don't know it was just strange timing like you say it was just it's just really weird yeah it was that was another one though quite unexpected mm. yeah very very much so it's been it's been strange this past few seasons at the club really you know with mm. managers coming mm. in going like, and then we had obviously the start of this season Graham Coughlin and you know he come with a big reputation as well and then obviously that kind of just petered out and it's only now until we've got Nigel Clough where we've actually you know started looking something like and it's what you want to see though isn't it you want to see a team where like you fans now you probably look forward to watching them on a Tuesday night or a Saturday night because uh, a Saturday afternoon sorry because they're your team you want to see them doing well don't you and under the new gaffer now the run what they're on they're flying aren't they I've seen a stat is it only four or five teams were unbeaten in 2021 and Mansfield are one of them yeah, that's right. Yeah, we all think it's us, Man City, and I can't remember the other teams, but yeah. <laughs> Doncaster, I think they might be one. Yeah, could be. 
Um, mm. So, you know, speaking about Nigel Clough, have you uh, have you met him yet? Then have you uh, seen him? Or... Um, I went to watch the under 18s when was it? about two weeks ago, and he was there watching. But I actually work in Melton Mowbray doing the college program, so. I don't really see much of him, but from what I've heard, he's a really likable person, and obviously the players like him because you can see that from the results. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, well, you mentioned there. Obviously, you're back as a uh, it's a youth performance coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so, right. Just doing, so, so I'm doing the college program. Oh yes. So how did that offer came about then, Jack? Um. Well, when I joined Baseford playing, I was doing the coaching there. But then I spoke to Richard Cooper and he just said, would you like to come come back and just do some coaching with the club and learn mm-hmm. from people like Mike Whitlow, John Dempster were there at the time, Jamie Maguire. So a lot of experienced coaches. So there's not really much, many better people to work with than people who's been there and done it. Yeah, I mean, it must be, you know, it's great for you to come back, really, because it, it must feel like you're coming back home, essentially, because obviously you're still obviously part-time playing for Baseford as well, so you're still playing football as well as you're, you're learning from uh, coaches as well as, um, you, you know, you're around the younger players, so you can, you know, pass, pass on your experience as well. Yeah, definitely. But I'm actually at Ilkeston now. I left Baseford oh, at the end of oh, right. But, yeah, with the coaching side, it's I'm quite surprised how much... I enjoy it, to be honest, because growing up, I was always shy, didn't really get involved. Mm. But as a coach, you have to, because like players look up to you. You can't stand there and not say a word to them. Yeah. So it's actually helped me come out my shell a bit more. And like, I don't know, just don't be so shy. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it, obviously learning from really good coaches too. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, like you say, when you've got people like Jammer there that you play and obviously played alongside as well, it must have been a lot, you know, an easy transition, to be fair, as well for you. Yeah, it was. I'd, obviously, if you go into somewhere who you, where you don't know anybody, it can be a bit nerve-wracking. But I walked in and obviously I played with John Dempster, I played with Jammer. So, yeah, it, it does help knowing people. Mm. So, so you know, you obviously being a performance coach is that essentially like you say, just uh, teaching the younger players and just um, essentially just doing that then? Yeah, yeah, just doing the younger players, and it's the college program what I do. But if there's any like good lads coming through, I can I'll tell Richard Cooper to just keep his eye out on them, and if they keep doing well, maybe go up to the training ground for a session or two, so they can have a look. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I mean, the, the the academy's come a long way in these last few years. I mean, obviously with the training ground, um, you know, that the amount of youth teams have got in this side, it's it's come such a long way. I mean, the Radfords again, you know, along with Steve Hymas and everyone else involved, they've they've put a lot into that, and it's great to see some young players coming through. I mean, you know, obviously Alistair Smith, he made a few first team appearances, and um, and I mean, Jimmy Knowles, he's another young player as well that's got potential as well. Yeah, and I think for. Probably League One and League Two clubs, especially. I think you have to have young players coming through. If you look at teams like Exeter, they've always done it. They they probably sell one or two a season. Yeah. So for the smaller clubs, I think it's really important, and for you fans, because I know when I, when it happened to me, hmm. you fans want to see younger players. It, yeah. it's, especially young local lads, too, because they want your own at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, like I say, a lot of money's been put into getting um, the younger players through. And I know it takes time, obviously. You've got to obviously make sure they're ready for any league football. But, I mean, that's another good thing about Nigel as being manager as well, because he's a kind of manager that would, you know, put young players in. He's, he said in a few interviews that he, you know, he's got a, uh, a lot of things in mind with young players. So, hopefully, in the next few seasons, we can see some younger players make the step up. Yeah, definitely. And... For the academy managers, I think that's a big thing too because if they're, if they're coaching the lads every day thinking, I'm just coaching for the sake of coaching, it's, it can be hard for them to keep motivated too. But now they're coaching them thinking, if we do the right things and if the player does the right things, he's, got, he's going to get his chance in the first team. And as academy coaches, that's what you want. That's what you paid for to bring players through the system. 
Yeah, it is. And it's like I say, it's been been quite a few seasons since we've like seen many homegrown talent. And hopefully now in the next, you know, upcoming few years, you know, we'll see players like Jimmy Knowles, who's doing really well at Notts County. Hopefully he's another one that can come, you know, at next season and hopefully make an impact. Yeah, no, that's a plan. Because if you're not going to bring players through or if players aren't going to get a chance, there's there's no real point in having an academy. But I think Look, you you can see now, especially with the gaffer in, in charge now, that's his plan. He wants to bring younger players through. And if they're doing well, they will get a chance. And it's really good to see. Yeah, it is. And like I say, um, it's it's been amazing since, obviously, the Radfords, like we always say, you know, they've just put so much into the club. And it's it's them that really deserve, deserve obviously, the, the rewards for that, to be fair, because like you say, obviously, you know, first time as a player, they've put so much into it and it's it'd be nice to, you know, get something back for them as well. Yeah, definitely. I'd say if any owners in football deserve promotion, it's it's definitely them too. The, the things what they've done for the club, like you, you go up to the training ground and it's a championship club. It's got the base yeah. to be a championship club. It's just getting there now and hopefully with the gaffer in charge, they can maybe do it this season, if not next season. Yeah, that's the thing, like you touched upon there, the facilities we've got, the how we set up as a club, it's it's like, it's so frustrating how we're not higher than what we are. And like I say, obviously, we hope to be soon, but like, you look at that, the facilities and stuff, and it's just frustrating at times, isn't it? Because we've come so close, and hopefully now, with Nigel, that's been there with Burton, obviously got them up to the championship, hopefully you can just replicate that here. Yeah, definitely. And I think it'd be good for the town too, because everywhere you go, like if you go shopping, there's people walking around with Mansfield tie jackets on or jumpers. Mm. It That's what the town, a lot of people in the town look forward to going to watch Mansfield and they want to be watching them in League One, in the Championship. So hopefully in the next few years, it can happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you say, if not this season, then next, really. I mean, how we started this season, obviously, it was a bit, probably a bad start, to say it you know, lightly. And um, it's only recently that we've looked like um, a team now, to be fair. So I think, if anything, um, you know, as long as we can just improve on what we did last season, I don't think anyone can really complain, to be fair. No, definitely not. But... What I would say, with the league, how it is this season, I still think the club's got a massive chance of getting into the playoffs because if you have a look every week, teams are taking points off everybody, basically. If you look the other night, was it Tranmere going away to... Um, Stevenage, did they beat Tranmere or yeah, was it South End? And yeah, it's, it was Stevenage, yeah. Yeah, such a weird league. And so, mm. if the club keeps its run going, because teams are going to keep dropping points and I think Obviously, if we keep the run going, we'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. I mean, plus if we can, you know, get at least half the game in, because obviously you've got to think with the game in hands we've got as well. You know, if we can win majority of them or get, you know, point, much points as what we can, then there's every chance we can, you know, get up there. Yeah, there is, definitely. Like I say, I'd say in League Two, there's always one or two teams who put a good run together. And mm. at the minute, it's Mansfield, so... Hopefully that could continue and keep keep going up the league. Hope so. Yeah. So we've got a couple of uh, fun questions here for you, Jack, from um, some Huddersfield fans. So uh, I know we've touched okay. on it. I know we've touched up on it earlier, but um, what? Uh, so you know, obviously, what have you made of the academy? That you know, from what you've seen. Um, it's just a really good setup. It's just it's got everything in place now to start bringing players through the system. And that's the plan. So hopefully in the next year or two, you've, you fans can start seeing young academy players playing for the first team. Yeah, hopefully. Like you say, you've got uh, experienced coaches there as well. And, you know, players that have played for the club as well, like yourself, as well as Jammer and that. So, you know, who better to learn off from, like, you know, people like yourself, really. And hopefully we can, we can see some coming through. Yeah, I think it does help having people there who has played for the club because... We can we can pass our experience on to the younger players because it can be hard for a younger player coming through and if you give the ball away you get moaned at or booed at and so it's just preparing them for the first team for the first team because it's not always easy to break into a first team but what I would say there's a lot of talent in the academy and I wouldn't be surprised in a year or two 
and next year or two if players do start breaking into the first team. Yeah, another good thing about having young local lads, they know what it's like to play for the team, as like play for the town as well. So that's another massive incentive as well because you can spend loads on a player, but you know it's it's never quite the same unless you're born and bred here, like you know, like yourself, really. So that's that's what we've been missing, in my opinion, to be fair. Yeah, no, you you are right. I totally agree with that because from my experience, when when you're doing well being a local lad, it's mm. just amazing. Like I said earlier on I was going onto the pitch every week mm-hmm. just knowing I was going to play well just because I was confident the fans were singing my name getting behind me and it, it is a massive help having fans behind you and them wanting you to, to do well too it, it it's a really good feeling yeah, I can, I can only imagine. I mean, like, like myself or just any, any football fan, if anyone would just give like what five minutes to be on the pitch. So to actually do it as well, like, you know, um, it must be must be like a dream come true for you, essentially. Yeah, it was. Like going back to what I said earlier, having a season ticket, going to watch every home game and away game, to be fair, to then all of a sudden playing for him, it's like, it's, it, it was a really weird feeling, but also a feeling what, it was just a really fe- a feeling of proudness and just it was a dream come true. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to see really like this. Um, so you know, I was I know we've spoken you know earlier on about obviously some of the matches that you played in the Notts County derbies as well as uh, just other matches like your debut and stuff. But what would you say was your you know individual favourite moment in a stag shirt? Um. It weren't a massive. It weren't a really good team performance or anything like that. But I'd say the Tramia game at home because it was either if whatever team lost were basically relegated or very close to relegation, mm. and we nicked it one nil on the night, and that was massive for the club because I do think if we went down, it, it would have been hard to get back up. You can see that from teams in in the conference now. So yeah, that were a big moment. Yeah, that uh, Tuesday night game, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember that. It was very, probably, I'd say it was very scrappy, if I remember rightly. You know, it was obviously both both sides, obviously, you know, not wanting to make any mistakes and that. And obviously, luckily for us on the night, you know, we managed to, you know, get the result and then it secured our safety, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it was a very scrappy game. I can actually remember, I think, for the last 15 minutes, Matt Reed was playing centre-off, heading all the <laughs> balls away. So, but, yeah, that were a massive win. It was. <laughs> so, out of your like playing career, then like not just at Mansfield, but any um, part, like any for any team, who would you say was your toughest opponent that you come up against? Oh, good question. Um, can remember playing Leicester the season they actually won the league, mm. and Danny Drinkwater played, mm. and just how fit he was and how strong he was. It, it, it was an eye-opener. Do you know, you can see how good they are at the top level compared to like League One, League Two. It, it's a, it is a big difference. What, what, what is it do you think? Just like the, the, the fitness levels, just the quality in general, do you think they're the two main factors in it? Yeah, I'd say they're the two big factors. Just obviously they get more stuff, so they're bound to be fitter. They've got better facilities and mm-hmm. it was just... The way they played too, they were just so quick playing one touch and sometimes you were looking around your shoulder, you had three or four players trying to, who you were trying to mark and it was like, where are these coming from? <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously we spoke about, obviously when you were with Stags playing, you obviously got along a lot with, uh, you know, all the players that you played with. Um, who would you say was your best friends from like Stags? Um... Jamie Maguire, I'd say he was definitely up there, especially because I couldn't drive at the time, so he was basically my taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was quite a lot. I got on with Sasha Studer really well. Um, a big one too was Christian Pierce, especially not as in best mates where I would text him all the time, but when I weren't in the team, he was always saying to me, like, keep going, keep your head up, go out on loan, get games. So mm. he was a big one who always gave me the right advice. And when you're going through a bad bad stage in, in your career, people like that you look up to. 
Yeah, it was kind of unlucky that he got uh, released to be fair, uh, Christian Pierce, because he was obviously with us for a few seasons and he was a complete solid rock in defence. And I just, even now, I don't think anyone can, you know, believe why he got let go, to be fair, because he, you know, he's been probably one of the best defenders that we've had in recent seasons, to be fair. Yeah, he's really good player. It's so strong and it, it good at reading the game. It's just yeah. everything what you needed in a centre half, really. It, it was quick, good on the ball. So, yeah, he, he was a really good player. Yeah, another player that you mentioned there was Sasha. We actually, I actually interviewed him a couple of weeks back and, uh, you know, he was just saying how much he enjoyed coming over here. Obviously, I know he wasn't with us for that long, but he just, he said he was actually going to come to a game, funny enough, before obviously the COVID happened and stuff. So once this is all over, he was on about coming to a Mansfield game. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it was a funny character. You could always have a laugh with him, but mm. he was another one... He knew when to have a laugh and when to be serious. So on the training ground, it was always 110%. But off the pitch, you could always have a good laugh with him. Mm. So like the team spirit when you was playing, like it was just it was great. Then you just got all well. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Chapman too. He was a big one. Always having a laugh with him. And obviously playing in my position too, he'd always try and help me, like give me advice. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Um, just a couple more questions before we uh, before we leave the interview. Um, so yeah, I remember going to one of your uh, evening whiffs. Funny enough, uh, the club that was um, that must have been such a big thing for you as well. Like you know, just sitting down in front of Stags fans and that that must have been a big thing for you at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was. That it seems a long time ago now, but it it was a really enjoyable night to be honest. But I'm not. I was dreading it because I've never done anything like that before, but. Mm. Do you know, just talking about your your favourite moments, like growing up, talking to the fans, it really enjoyable evening. Yeah, it must have been a big thing for you as well. Obviously, with your family seeing you up there as well, it must have been such a proud moment for you as well. Like, I mean, first time doing it. Like, I mean, obviously, I've been there the, 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 the same night. You know, you just was not really confident. You didn't even look nervous. So, I think you've handled it pretty well. To be fair, to say it was like the first time you've done something like that. Yeah, and to be fair, Steve-O helps. He. <laughs> There's a lot worse people you could get interviewed by. You can always have a laugh with Steve-O. And mm. yeah, it, like I say, it was a really good night. Um, so obviously, I, I usually ask ex-players, obviously, if you still stay in touch with them, but uh, obviously with players, but obviously you're still at the club, so obviously you still stay in touch with, obviously, a lot of the players then still. Um, to be fair, I'm not in touch with that many people anymore from who I played with. Not, mm. not in a way where you fall out or anything. It's just people are busy, you go your separate ways, don't you, in football? But there's also a lot of people who, if I needed anything, I could text and I'd like to think they'd be there to help me or mm. give me advice. Mm. So, like, you mentioned, obviously, you're playing for Ilkenston at the minute. Um, so, there's been a lot of talk if whether or not the league's going to end or anything anytime soon. Have you heard anything or is it just more of the same, essentially? Or No, we're just waiting to see, basically. But, I can't see any other way how the league's gonna gonna carry on. I I, I just think it's just gonna get cancelled because I'm sure we've only played eight or nine games. So how are you meant to fit 30, 35 games into two or three months? I just can't see it happening. Yeah, that, that as well as the funding as well. I mean, it's one of them. It's uh, are they going to cover the cost of like obviously wages and all things like that? <laughs> it's it's a really tough situation for clubs and. It's sad to see, really, because I can see a lot of clubs maybe having to go bust because they just can't afford it. And mm. you can see why, because it's been over probably a year now since we got a good run of football. Yeah. We've had two or three months, then lockdown, then two or three months, then another lockdown. And it, it must be really tough for clubs at the minute. Yeah, I mean, even league clubs, to be fair as well. I mean, you're seeing some, I mean, I think it was Chesterfield that they put some uh, players on furlough, which I do find a bit odd, to be fair. I mean, I get it, clubs are struggling, but it's just, I don't know, it's just a bit strange seeing that, to be fair. But that's what it's coming to with, obviously, with obviously how tough times are for, for teams. Yeah, and especially, obviously, fans being there is a big one. So it must be hard still playing, but we know fans, because that's obviously where a lot of clubs get their money from. Yeah, especially, you know, your lower league or non-league sides, to be fair, because obviously that's what they rely on, essentially, is gate money to keep things going and like. So, 
obviously, um, you obviously played some matches without fans, like you said there. How, how would you describe that then? Like, what was it like for you? Just very strange, then, I'm guessing. Well, we were quite lucky because we actually managed to play with with fans there. It was just on a lower capacity. I think we were only allowed twenty percent of the stadium capacity. So, even three, four hundred fans, it's still better than none. So, I've not actually played behind closed doors. Mm. That's looking at that to be fair, because obviously, obviously, league football still obviously having to continue as well as obviously Premiership and that, and obviously they're having to do it at, at the same time. Uh, so yeah, just probably like the last question I've got here for you, Dan Jack. Um, so obviously, you're still playing part time um, at Ilkeston at the minute. Have you got any future plans to become a um, like a manager yourself, where you're still just concentrating on just playing at the minute and just kind of seeing what happens? Yeah, I'm just seeing what happens, to be honest. I'm still only 24. Mm, <laughs> I feel I mean. a lot older. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say management is a long way away yet. But yeah. it's also something what I really enjoy coaching. So in the future, I wouldn't rule it out. But for the time being, it's I'm concentrating on my football mm. and then just making sure I still do a good job in my coaching. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh... Obviously, you still uh, watch Stags in on the, the iFollow thing? Or... Well, to be honest, I don't really get chance anymore because <laughs> I, I play on a Saturday. Yeah. And then on through the week, I'm, me and my, I'm living with my partner now, so mm. I can't really see her being happy with me watching Stags on a Tuesday night. Well, it's funny, actually, you say that because we're, we've actually rearranged the um, game against Colchester on Valentine's Day, so you can always spend a day watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll go down well. Yeah, that'd be, yeah I, mean, I, could, I could imagine what that's going to be like. I mean, it's, it's just it's just really weird, isn't it, for everyone, not just in football, but just in life, not being able to like just, just do anything, really, because obviously it's like you just look forward to it all week, and not just as a fan, but as a player. It must be must be really strange, really, because obviously you look forward to playing in front of fans, really, because, I mean, they can say what they want, you know, essentially it's great playing, but it's not the same as having an atmosphere, essentially. No, it's not. And you can see how much it's affecting the players. I watch premiership games at the minute and they're, they're quite boring, but I wouldn't really say that's the player's fault because how many times does a player fly into a tackle and fans cheer it? And it's just yeah. that atmosphere. It does get players going. Whether fans think it or not, they they play a massive part. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, last question I've got here for you, Jack. Uh, how would you describe the Mansfield fans, you know, when you was a player? You know, what was the uh, like to you? They were brilliant to me, to be honest. They they really, really took to me and that meant a lot. It just, I was just a bit disappointed how it ended because I felt like before Steve Evans came in, I was doing really well. And then I, I kind of feel like the fans thought I weren't a good player anymore but I wouldn't say that's the case it's just confidence and different managers get the best out of other players so it's not a fact I wasn't good enough I, it was just the change in management probably like mm. yeah went against me a bit that's what I mean just to, just the last couple of uh, things I've got to say but um yeah I mean it kind of looked like that from the sidelines I mean when Steve Evans come in Obviously, coming, we talked about it earlier, but that's essentially what it was, would you say? You know, with you like not going that further with just the confidence? Because, like, he obviously shown the ability that you had as a player, and was it just that, just confidence then that really was a big issue? Yeah, confidence is a massive thing. And, like I say, it's hard when you're coming in training on a Monday and you, and you know you could be the best trainer by a country mile, but mm. he had in his head, I'm not part of his plans. So, Mm. that does play on your confidence and it kind of ruined your love for the game too like there were times I'd, I'd go and watch him on a Saturday just sitting in the stands and I'd get back home and I'd say to my partner like I'm fed up with football I don't want to be involved with football anymore because whatever I were doing was just not good enough whether I were the best player or not and mm. yeah it's, it can be hard but you learn from it <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, say you are only 24, to be fair, it's like, you know, obviously you've played in the league, uh, it's a few age as well, and, you know, obviously you're getting, obviously you're a coach now yourself, so to be fair, I mean, it's, you're learning a lot as well from young age, and a lot of players don't seem to get that opportunity until, until they're like, what, at least 30, so 
you know, if you can learn as much as what you can, then you can always take that into like coaching in the near future and, you know, perhaps, you know, be a manager yourself one day. Yeah, no, you're right. And like I say, I'm, I'm not sure what the future holds mm. when it comes to management, but it's something I definitely look to when I'm older, but still only 24. So a bit of a while yet. Yeah, you might as well just enjoy playing while you still can, to be fair. I mean, it's one of them. I mean, like they always say football is such a short career, to be fair. I mean, I don't know if that's if that's right in saying, but, it, you know, a lot of players have always said that. Yeah, it is. Every season seems to get quicker. And yeah. it's been tough these last two seasons, but it, it looks like we're going to have two just completely voided. So mm. that's that's two years of your career just basically wiped out. So is that essentially just honestly when you're not playing, is it just one of them you're just keeping yourself fit just in case obviously, you know, obviously when you can play again, is that is that is that all essentially that you can do really for the meantime? Yeah, it's just going out for runs on your own and stuff. But that's another thing. It is hard to stay motivated just running on your own because like you say, football, you love doing it. So hmm. when you're running, you're thinking I just want to be on a football pitch or I just want to be training. I don't want to be running on a road or running around a running track. Yeah, yeah, because obviously usually just training amongst each other, having a laugh, having banter just before before a match and that. So to have that taken away, it's like, it's just, it just takes everything away essentially, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. But we'll get through it, I'm sure. And hopefully it won't be long now. Yeah, I hope so, hopefully. But yes, thanks again, Jack, for taking the time out to do this interview. Really do appreciate that. I mean, it's it's nice as well, to be fair, because obviously, um, you know, it's been a while since obviously we've uh, seen what um, things have been happening for yourself. I mean, obviously you're playing still now, which is good. Um, and hopefully you can you can perhaps maybe even get back into the league um, if obviously you keep performing well. You never know. I'm, I'm not sure what the future holds for the time being, especially with lockdown and everything but I'm just really enjoying my football with Ilkeston at the minute so yeah just just see what happens best way to be best way to be because when you start looking too far ahead that's when things just don't go down to plan I mean obviously being a monster of fans we know that all too well so it's <laughs> take each day as it comes as we always say because <laughs> that's, that's when things have always just kind of gone downhill and no matter how much we keep saying that we just don't seem to learn that's the, that's the biggest thing <laughs> I'm not going to say that, obviously, but it's true. It's because it's always been the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, the club will get where, where it wants to be. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Hopefully sure. it won't be long. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah, thanks again, Jack, for taking the time out. Appreciate that. Um, and just, just the best of luck to you, really, mate. Yeah, you too, mate. Take care. You too, mate. Bye. Yeah. See you, mate. Bye. See you, mate.